Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about careers and how the situation we're in right now, the COVID-19, um, has impacted our careers, um, how it's going to continue to impact our careers post-COVID, um, tools we need to engage to be able to push through um, this situation and come out successfully with our careers. I was asking myself today, what's a career? Sometimes we confuse jobs and careers, right? And if you're here and you know the difference, great. But a lot of people are really not sure the big difference it makes to have a career versus having a job. So a job is something you do simply to earn money, right? You just do it with the purpose of making those few CDs or dollars or euro to make ends meet, and then you move on to the next job. A career is a series of, um, let's say, connected employment opportunities. A job has a minimal impact on your, on your future. And careers go all through your life. A very typical example of a career is, let's say, an accountant or a doctor or a teacher or a business analyst. So if you, if you pick up that skill and you just want to make it a lifetime journey, you grow it. That's a career. But if, if you just take a job, just doing accounting stuff for somebody, make money and move on, and then the next day you're a nurse, and then the next day you're a teacher, um, those are jobs. But if you take on that one skill, you build upon it, and you make it influence everything you do. And also with a career, you can connect to other professionals in that career space. So you have relationships in that space. So it becomes your entire life. And tonight, that's what we're going to talk about. So what that means is each and every one of us here, the reason we dialed in is to have that impact and when I meet young people, I tell them, look, it's difficult sometimes to want to build a career because you have needs, you have financial needs, and you want to belong, you want to be seen as going from home to somewhere and look like you're working. But usually that would not end up well. If you push hard and pursue a career, in the end, the beginning might be tricky, might be difficult. But once you push through and you have the right guidance and mentoring and coaching and support, you can end up with a great career. So tonight we are going to be very interactive. Um, our speaker, David, is online. He's a Connect member as well. I've worked with him on a lot of projects. He is amazing. And this is his space. He's worked with Unilever so many great, great, great top tier companies. He's with Deloitte Ghana right now and runs very key projects with talent management and transformation. I just love him because he does his work as though he's doing it for himself. I mean, I know all of us will say, well, that's what we all do, but wait until you engage him and it's a breath of fresh air. And the good news is, I have a very, very, very dear person to my heart, Sarkesi Ayute. She's dialing in from Washington, D.C. Amazing professional. She's with Deloitte um, at the very top there. 
she started her career in accounting and into technology and she's in management now and one of these days we will hear from her but oh sorry she's with ENY those big six always confuse me Ernst and Young Sa thank you for correcting me um, but Sa will speak to us one of these days about transitioning from one career you know to another or intersecting the two so thank you all guys I see Sylvia, Prisla, Helen, um, Stanley is here, Felix, Collins, Barbara, Athema, Yao, um, Abednego, um, all of you, thank you for dialing in. We have 13 people, and I think we will start. David? Okay, um, thanks. thanks for this um, opportunity, Phyllis, and um, a good evening to everyone online. I must say I'm very privileged um, to be speaking tonight. I've been part of some of the sessions and I know how it has blessed me um, over the last few weeks. Um, last week's um, session with Jamila, the week before with Prof, and the session with Foster and a whole other um, people that were online. It's, it's really been a blessing. I hope that with me speaking tonight to someone would also really be impacted and someone's um, direction might change and uh, it would be for the better. So um, I'm very glad, I'm grateful. Okay, so um, Phyllis, Phyllis is saying I should introduce myself, but I think she's already done a good job at uh, saying who I am. But just for the benefit of those who probably want to hear it from my home out, so, um, I, I am an HRM person, simply put. So I started in HR um, about eight years ago. And uh, my journey has been, has been a mixture of um, intentionality and then uh, serendipity, if I should say. And I say this because um, I landed in HR by accident. Um, my direction at, as at the time that I was going into uni was to end up with in animation. So I, I, have, I have an artistic um, flair, I draw, I paint. So right from senior high, I remember I got um, science back in senior high, but I convinced my uncle, my parents were not around at that time. So I told them that, look, I want to do animation, get me into arts. And so my course was moved from science into art. And I, I did very well, scored very top grades. Was just waiting to be admitted into a school in New York to study animation. And then my dad comes and says, hey, there is no way you are going into the arts. You are going into a much more proper field in his own words. So he gave me two options. In fact, he gave me three options. He said, you either choose IT, you choose business, or you choose to run your, whole, your own life. And young as I was at that time, I knew that the third option was not just going to happen. Um, I wasn't going to um, put myself in that situation. So. I looked at it, IT, HR. I said, well, let me stick with HR. That's what he's doing at that time. So he would probably mentor me. Uh, I really felt sad at that time, but I said, hey, you never know where this path can lead you to. I started school, started in business, had never studied business, but then, like I said, with intentionality, I realized that, look, if you put your mind to this, you can do business and you can even still do your art. So, even in school, I studied my courses with all attention. I didn't grumble about it. I cried a bit when I heard from my friends who were studying um, painting and sculpture in KNUST, uh, studying about the great masters and all that. But I said, look, 
they are studying a pro they are studying in a formal context you you are not steady but you can still sit you can still practice the art on you after all it's a talent you have you can you can still build on it so i i built i kept on building my skills in arts but i studied my courses in hr and it was when i decided to do this intentionally that's when i realized the opportunity because instead of seeing hr as um, something that i was going to land in probably do HR, be an HR manager, HR diet. I realized that this is one part of business where you can really impact lives. Because with HR, it's not just about technical know-how. There's also a failing part. You interact with people and you understand problems and you have to solve those problems with the technical skills that you've gathered. So right from school, my first job, my first um, experience corporate in the corporate field was in the public sector and if you've ever worked in the public sector you know the number of problems there and this was just a gold mine of solutions these were places where i could really stretch myself all the theories that had been taught in school this was the place where i could practice i had a very good boss at that time so i was able to experiment and then right then then it just hit me what if you get into a consult you get into consulting what if you you can actually be a solution giver to people so i started thinking about it probably this wasn't so bad wasn't such a bad idea after all so i remember in that was way back in 2011 2012 i drew my first model of what my consultancy would do i didn't have the um, the ability to execute it then but then I had a structure in mind. I had a plan. And right then, then I also had insight into what could happen 10 years down the line. Because even while I was working in that small office, I saw that things were not going to be the same. Jobs were not going to be the same. So for some funny reason, I sort of incorporated all of this into, into my plan. Then thankfully, right after national service, guess what? My first job, was with a consultancy, a local consultancy. And that is why I earned the skills to actually practice as a consultant. It opened my mind to how to build structures, opened my mind to how to develop pathways. And that's where it opened my mind up to what the future could hold for any career. I, I can say that it was one place where I saw that, look, you do not have to be in one field and grow. You can actually die and develop yourself in multiple pathways, what I now call a web of skills. So you can be one person known for one um, ability, but can fit in, into multiple areas because you build yourself in multiple ways and it all comes together to, for you to be a solution giver to whoever you interact with. So move from consulting, landed in um, a multinational Unilever. Greatest um, exposure for me, um, dealing with um, um, multiple nationalities, dealing with local people. So right there, you, I built my skills, even in comms, in interna um, interpersonal um, 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 relations, also built my skills in how to even communicate my thoughts even more properly. Then just when I was beginning to settle in Unilever, Deloitte comes knocking, okay? As to how Deloitte found my profile, I still don't know, but 
they reached out to me, told me about the role, told me that they want me to apply. And I said, okay, no problem. Ended up at Deloitte. And I, it was when I started at Deloitte, that's when they told me, well, this is what we want you to do. We want you to lead the HR team. So it's been, it's been one jump from another, but all I can say is it comes with being intentional and leaning into the opportunities, leaning into the, the seasons that comes your way. What I'm trying to say in all of this is never see any situation as a bad one. You'll be surprised. The moment you lean into those bad situations, that is when you begin to see the opportunity. If I had fought um, some 10 years ago or some uh, 12 years ago, if I had fought my dad that, look, you cannot run my life for me, I, I do not know. Because the funny thing is, I, I still do art. I'm, I'm not professionally trained in the arts, but if you see my artwork, you think it's someone who has been trained. And I do um, corporate, corporate Ghana. So I'm in full-time HR. I still provide solutions. So it's how you lean into this. Um, today, my discussion is, is going to continue in the series that we've been having in the last um, three or four weeks, uh, navigating COVID-19. Um, I'll be speaking on its effects on careers. COVID-19 was unprecedented. Never did anybody think that this would happen. I mean, the last pandemics that the world saw, people thought we had built the shocks to prevent any pandemic. So even Ebola was not a pandemic, it was an epidemic. It was localized, it was controlled. But COVID-19 came in as something like a simple flu. And then all of a sudden, the whole world is on its knees. And just right then, then we are now beginning to see the impact of it, not only on economies, but we are seeing it affect careers. Careers that for, for the last 20 years were treated as um, untouchable, careers that were not going to change but grow. It has revealed a whole lot um, about the working world to us. But what I want to say is this also presents an even greater opportunity, especially for us that are in the working field. This shouldn't be the place where we begin to uh, think about the negative things. Because if you look at the history of careers, right down to um, the late um, feudal ages, careers have always changed either by intentionality or by some external event. So we have um, the Industrial Revolution, which brought about a lot of ma uh, machination. So things moved from being done manually to now being done by machines. Um, if, if you look at even uh, religious history, it was the invention of the printing press that made it possible for, the bi for our Bibles and all other texts to become much more common to us. So the, the career of a scribe or a professional writer was just um, done away with. Now, if they had seen this coming, they might have, for lack of a better way, metamorphosized so as to tap into the new change that was coming. And we can also think of um, the accounting. So there's one gentleman in the late um, 1800s, William Burroughs. He was an accountant, amazing accountant, but he realized that, look, 
he had to sit down up hours upon hours just to calculate certain things. And it was just becoming burdensome. So he developed his own calculating machine. When he brought it out, some people were adverse to it. They, they were thinking, is this going to make us redundant? But that calculation machine actually became the foundation, the DNA for what we now know as Unisys, which is a, a multi-billion dollar IT company now in the US. And accountants are still around. So what he brought about actually led to the development of a new career in IT. Many years ago, if you were if you were a drought man, you could you could lift your head high because if people needed buildings to be building plans drawn, you were the only person they could speak to. But AutoCAD comes in and drought men are nowhere to be found. So what we see here is that events will come, events would happen. What we need to do is how do we quickly adapt so that we are not taken by surprise? And I see COVID-19 being some form of a repetition of history or histories. This is the time where people really now look at the career, careers they are in, look at what they are doing. How can they quickly adapt to take advantage? Because it will come with a shocks. Some jobs are going to be lost. Some jobs are going to grow. What you want to do now is to be part of the jobs that grow, or even better, be, be part of the jobs that come up as a result of COVID-19. So perhaps maybe we have not thought deeply about it, but it has come to um, affect a lot of a lot of jobs as we know them now. So I'm just going to help you just see a bigger picture of what COVID-19 is currently doing. Okay, one, um, one thing that has become so obvious now is it has just exposed every false barrier that we know about working remotely when the concept of working from home came, many companies were against it because it meant they couldn't control their working force. But then there, were, there was research upon research that it is much more, people are much more effective when they work from homes. Um, businesses cut down on overheads if they have the employees working from homes and all that. But some companies just couldn't wrap their minds around it. How can I let my accountant work from home? How can I let my HR manager work from home? But COVID-19 has exposed this. And beyond exposing this, it's also opened careers to understand that, look, I do not have to sit in an office to be effective. I can work from home and be even much more effective if I do that. So that is one major thing that it has exposed across the globe. I never thought Ghana would be in a position where people would be at home and they would be working, but it's happening. It's happening now, whether you like it or not. The other thing to that it has done is it has brought a massive shift into the digital space. So it would interest you to know my wife is, uh, my wife works with one of the ministries in Ghana. And, you know, with um, our ministries, digitization has still not taken its roots, but with the with the advent of COVID-19, what I've seen is they have been forced to adopt digitization in most of their processes. So she's now home, working from home. She's been, her company has been forced to invest into digital tools to make it possible for her to be effective. And that is one thing that is happening. Careers are now going to go digital. Now, if you are working and you have not thought of improving your digital skills, this is one thing you need to look at. You need to look at how you can shift from 
your manual mindset or your manual and positioning into a much more digital mindset. And we'll look at more of that as when we talk about what we can do in the light of these um, new changes. And then as it has moved us more into the digital space, what is going to happen in the next few months is it's going to cause an increase in digital skills. So now as we speak, digital skills are going to sell like hot cake. Now it doesn't mean that if you do not have a degree in computer science or a degree in information technology, you are going to miss out on this. Now is the time to build up digital skills in your current space. So if you are in HR, what can you do and what can you do to improve your, your um, positioning as an HR person with digital skills? You could look at um, maybe taking up a course in statistics so that you can now practice HR analytics, which is a growing field, by the way. If you are an accountant, you have to look at ways in which you can digitize your accounting skills, a whole lot of things. So these are some of the things that COVID-19 is doing. They are not entirely negative, they are opportunities, great opportunities that we need to tap into, okay? What, what well, there are other things that it has done. One thing that it has also brought about the death of various mundane activities like filing, like bookkeeping, like um, admin, some, some administrative skills. What this virus has done is it's brought a gradual or much more a swifter death, death to most of these things. Now we know that, look, I do not, I do not need to keep a physical cabinet. I can keep my files in the, in the cloud. All these are going to disrupt certain roles, like the roles of administrators. Many of them will be found wanting if they are not prepared for what is coming their way. Okay, and it's also going to bring about an increase in cybersecurity. So now it's not just the financial institutions that will be thinking of how to protect their, uh, their accounts of their clients online. Every company now is now going to think of how do I protect my important files, my client data and all that. I know for my organization, we are putting strong measures to improve security because we have confidential data. We don't want anybody manipulating it because most of our, um, most of our guys are now home. They are away from our intranet, they are exposed. So there is a need to beef up our cybersecurity. And if you are now looking at entering into any career, this is something that you should be looking at. Okay, so if that is the case, if most, most people are now going to go digital, then you could also start looking at what you can do in terms of cyber security. A whole, there, there are a whole lot of things that is brought about. In the next few months, we should see an increase in robotics. And don't think robotics means this is just going to happen in the West or probably in China. We are going to see it right here in Africa too as well. So robotics, I can tell you for a fact that companies like Unilever, companies like Nestle are now beginning to invest in robotics. So if you are looking at a career, maybe that is one direction that you have to look at. And it's also going to bring about a lot of automation and skills. So you have to now look at certain skills that you, you, you know for a fact that are mundane, are routine, and then begin to think of how you can leave those ones and rather go for the ones that are much more impactful.
Okay, great. Now with all of this said, what can we do? What can we do as people who want to build our careers post COVID-19? As we speak now, we may not really feel the impact, but I assure you it's, going, it's coming and it's going to really affect careers, both existing and in the future. What I would always say to anyone, even if COVID-19 had not happened, I, what I would have said to anyone looking at building a career for the next 10 to 15 years is you must now develop a lifelong learning attitude. You should look at continuous learning and rescaling. And I will, I will explain. Continuous learning being that you do not just focus on what you studied from your undergraduate program. Look at how what you studied now imparts areas that you are unfamiliar with. If you studied accounting, what other areas would be imparted or what other areas can you quickly swim into, so to speak? Because even as an, as an accountant, you do not work in a silo, your work affects other parts of a business. Now is the time to take interest in learning about those parts so that it becomes easier for you to be fluid in case there's going to be any change in businesses over time. With COVID-19, this is the perfect time to look at how you can really learn about areas that you have not stepped into. With reskilling, what I would say is you would now have to look at your current skill set and quickly do away with the ones that are irrelevant. Okay? It would vary from um, uh, career to career, but what people should be looking at now for the next 10 to 20 years is skills in math, skills in statistics, skills in logical thinking, skills in project management. Now, these four skills are going to be very critical in the next uh, 15 to 20 years because we are now moving into um, a space where data is much more critical than your ability to do one plus one. When you have data, what does the data mean? Businesses now need data to make informed decisions. So if you tell us that we, we were able to sell X items and we're not able to sell Y items, what does that data mean? Does it mean that people prefer something in X and not in Y? What is it in X that attracts them to X? Find out that. Can we maximize that? Can we tweak it so that we can get extra. This is what the future is going to be about. So skills in math, skills in stats, skills in logical thinking, skills in project management, because now you'd have to know how to plan um, entire projects and execute them flawlessly so that you can get the best profits that you can get. So rescaling, continuous learning are the way to go post-COVID-19, if it's even possible, I would say start now. I, I, have, I have actually started learning um, some statistics because I now want to move and ground myself in HR analytics because that is going to be the future, if not now, okay? Then the other thing that 
um, we also have to look at is we should not fix our eyes on single career path. Now, that, that, that's a certain death trap. Gone are the days people will start careers, oh, I want to be an accountant. So they start at accounts offices, move to become accountants, probably charter become chief accountants, move into auditing, chief auditors, uh, end up with probably one of the big fours uh, and then become partners and all that. So it's, it's laid out. They just know how to go. But post-COVID-19, instead of just following one path, it is now a good idea to build a web of paths. What I'm not seeing is go chasing after every career pattern, no, but look at the options. Which areas can you quickly delve into? Which areas can you quickly flow into based on the basic skill that you have or the basic um, components that you have? So if you are in accounting, can you flow into probably marketing? Can you flow into um, um, sales? Can you flow into other areas? Look at what you have now. And then look at the web that you can build from it. If you are in um, brand management, what other patterns or pathways can you flow into without breaking yourself entirely? Can you flow into sales? Can you flow into consulting? Can you flow into IT? So you now have to really take that time to really look within and then build this web, this web of skills that you can quickly tap into so that you grow. Because careers now per research, most people spend very little time in their jobs. And it is not about the money, but it's about the opportunities that they want to explore. Many years ago, if someone has spent 10 years in a job, we applaud. But now with millennials, some are spent, sorry, some are spending less than five years. The maximum most of them do is two. They stay two years, they are looking for the next move. Not because of money, but because they are interested in building. And if you decide to stay in what you are doing without really learning or building yourself, it's just a matter of time you find that you are lost and you are, for lack of a better word, redundant. Okay, so it's now a good time to actually build a web of skills that can make you much more fluid. Okay, great. And in building these um, skill sets, what I would propose now to most people is that there, there was some years back, the focus was on skills in STEM. So science, tech, um, engineering, and then uh, math. But what I would propose now is we should rather build a skill set in STEAM. And I'll explain what STEAM is. STEAM is still the whole, is still taken from what I just mentioned in STEM. So science, tech, and engineering, and math. The A now is what, we, is, what is known as what? The arts. Arts includes comms, communication, design, and logical thinking, thinking, interpretation why are we why are we proposing this with COVID-19 what we realized was it is now easier 
to use digital tools to solve almost every problem. Think about it. So you you are in your home. You don't really need to walk into your office into an office to talk to your manager. You can speak to your manager via Skype, and you can close deals with a client via Zoom and all that. But one thing that computers cannot do is to appeal. One thing that robots cannot do, and I doubt if they'll be able to do anytime soon, is to be empathetic. These are things that are still part of the human nature. So we are now seeing that even though STEM is good, it is even better to have people that are built in STEAM. So people that have the artistic side in comms, in communication, in design thinking, in, in interpretation, in, in all of these um, soft elements that are required. So now much more than ever, whichever career you find yourself in, it is a very great idea to build your capacity in these softer areas. Even as we, we, we are getting towards the end of COVID-19. So do not limit yourself to the fact that, oh, I am an engineer, I'm top of my game, I am, I am one of the most respected in my field. If you lack the ability to communicate clearly, notice what is going to happen. As people realize that STEM is the way to go or STEM is the promising career, more and more graduates are going to come in that field and very soon you will not be the, uh, the highest and better. You will not be the greatest because people would have matched up to what you have. But what would set you apart is your soft skill. So how do you relate to people? That is what will attract people to you now much more than anything. How, do, how, how are you empathetic? For example, let me just give an example of doctors. Okay, if we get, it will definitely get to a time where people realize that, look, being a medical doctor is what will keep me relevant in my career path. But if we have over a billion doctors and people have the options, I can bet you most people go to the doctor that is empathetic, that communicates well, that thinks through his solutions. And that is what is going to separate that doctor from every other doctor. So irrespective of what you are doing now, you really need to invest in soft skills much more than anything. And then whilst you invest in soft skills, what you also need to do is also still invest in your digital skills. And this is not just for those in computer science or in IT. We now have platforms that teach Python for free, that teach R for free, that teach um, C++, even though it's getting obsolete. Invest in these ones. Invest in these ones because the beautiful thing about being in a career that is still not purely IT or computer science based is that you can now build solutions with these skills. For example, um, what I am currently working on, my brother studied um, computer science in school. So he's, and he's, he's a very good programmer. He's built some small programs that he runs. What I'm doing with him now is we are working on a program that would provide HR solutions, automated. And whilst he's helping me to do this, I've also enlisted him to teach me how to do a bit of programming because I've realized that I may be the top in my industry, but because of the trends happening now, because of what is happening with careers 
going into the future, I need these digital skills to still remain relevant. In addition to um, skills in, in, um, in, in addition to the soft skills that uh, I have built. So these, these are things that we have to look at as um, we, we, we are transitioning in this moment of um, COVID-19. These are the things that we have to consider for our careers if we still want to remain relevant once the virus is, is over and done with. Okay, great. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, David. Thank you. I wish we had 24 hours. It would still not be enough. Um, and thank you, guys. Thank you for the questions, the comments. And I know, you know, talking about careers is always, always that no-go area. You know, it's a place of reflection. And sometimes it's very, it's difficult because you have to face things that you've been avoiding for a while. But that's the reason Connect is here. You know, so if you're still unclear about a lot of things, you know, um, reach out and let me know what you need. And I'll point you to the right people. There's so many resource people out there that we can connect you to, to lead you on, on this path. And again, at the end of the day, it's attitude, 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 attitude. I know so many people who can build beautiful things, technical. I mean, they, are, they have no peers, but their attitudes are so stinky. Stinky, stinky, stinky. And nobody wants to work around that. So please, every day that you're building that skill, like David said, every day that you're, you're coding or you're looking into systems like SaaS said, please ask yourself, am I pleasing? Because nobody would want to be with you. Like David said, teams want people that make it worthwhile to wake up every day and come to work. So please check yourselves because if your attitudes are great, it's a win-win, right? At work, at home, socially, everywhere, you're happy and you become more productive and an extraordinary professional. Thank you guys so much for tonight. Have a wonderful week coming up tomorrow and stay connected, ask questions. I know during the week is sort of quiet. I leave you so you can reflect on what we've done on Sunday, but I'm gonna start engaging you guys, but ask questions, reach out. You know, if you find anything out there you wanna share, let me know privately and then we can go through it and share it and dial in on Sunday for another great session. Thank you so much. Good night.